Heritage Thought Bank. Please hold the line. Welcome to the 2nd of February, 2020, Groundhog Day. The day New Amsterdam became a city, which became New York City. And today, Rossi's opera, Ermino Sur Giordano, premiered in Rome. Welcome to Thought Bank. I'm your host, Stephen Grossman. Rome, one of the most incredible cities in the world, rich in history, bursting with art and architectural wonders, packed with political archaeology and triple-packed with tourists. Many tourists respectfully traverse Rome's narrow roadways and pause in piazzas to gaze with awe at one famous monument or sculpture or another. But a disturbingly growing number of tourists descend on the city like carrion-eating birds, picking clean the city's cultural heritage as if it were junk food. You can't miss these selfish, selfie-obsessed vultures. They are the ones running from one iconic spot to another in a frenzy, rushing to tick one famous spot after another off their stupid bucket lists. They are the ones flapping their wings and gums, making absurd hand gestures and gurning, feigning joy and excitement as they snap away on their phones. Not photos of Trajan's column or Marcus Aurelius on horseback or the tomb of Raphael, mind you, but photos of themselves in front of these iconic sites. Look at me. Look at me. No, not the Vatican behind me, but me. Look at me in Rome in front of something famous. How do I know it's something famous? What? How do, how do I know it's something famous? Because everyone around me is rushing to get a selfie taken of it in front of it and running around. I don't know. It's famous something. But look at me. Every few steps, there's a guy selling selfie sticks. And every few steps on either side of this guy hawking this cheap, brightly colored extender is a group of tourists with their phones hooked up to one of these ridiculous sticks and snapping away, making a mad dash for sculpture and from sculpture to famous building and from famous building back to another sculpture with these sticks waving around, photographing themselves and talking to themselves as they record pithy travel bloggery for the Twitter sphere like, OMG, I heart Rome. Click my Twitter poll below if you love how my new Farangamo bag and sunglasses match the vibe of this awesome, super cool city. Fellini, who loved putting everyday people in his films, would be puking cacio e pepe if he had to see idiots now running amok in his eternal city. He certainly wouldn't be putting them in a movie. And why should he? Who needs Fellini anyway when you have a smartphone? Massive ignorance, fueled by even more massive narcissism, and of course, a selfie stick. Only one person on my recent trip to this great city stood up to these numbskulls. It was on the steps of the Vittoriano in front of the tomb of the unknown soldier, where a gaggle of young men and women stood posing ignorantly, making gang signals, gurning, shouting, as if the sound of their woohoos magically would be captured in the digital image and waving their newly purchased selfie sticks in the air. From a short distance away, it seemed like a frat or sorority gathering, whooping up in front of the eternal flames and the soldiers stoically standing at attention on either side of the large wreath. The guard angrily ran to them and berated them for their obnoxious behavior, their ignorance, and disrespect. These loud young men and women were too busy capturing images of themselves to bother learning about where they stood or to observe the sign that indicates to the uncultured that the memorial was one of solemnness and required honor and respect for those fallen soldiers as it would be for standing before memorials to any group of people who've lost their lives, 
genocide memorials, war memorials, natural disaster memorials. If we imagine next time we venture out to a cultural heritage site that the people running around mad with their phones clipped onto an extender are not tourists capturing an impressive scene, but rather a group of pranksters and circus clowns waving giant popsicles and purple dildos in the air, it's quite possible we would think to ourselves something about this isn't right. Take selfies when you're alone and have a medical need to send evidence to a doctor of what you believe might be a rare condition developing on your face. Take selfies when you're alone and have no mirrors in the house and need to see if you have any boogers dangling from your nostrils. But don't take them when you're standing in front of something or someone amazing. The overused and misinterpreted advice to love yourself didn't mean to love yourself at the exclusion of loving and appreciating everyone and everything else around you. Think before you snap. Would I best be received by a king or queen or the pope waving a giant popsicle or purple dildo in the air? Anti-monarchist would say yes. So let me ask those who would rather dispense with the monarchy. If the memory of a most beloved relative or friend, let's say, would best be honored by mourners taking pictures of themselves and shouting, Woohoo! Would the Smithsonian be worth visiting? If the images from the first moon landing were of Neil Armstrong gurning and making the peace sign or badly angled selfies so zoomed in there was no evidence from the image that he was standing on the moon. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech would have been laughable if the quarter of a million people who attended that speech waved purple dildos in the air. Turn your camera on the world, not on yourself. Live in the moment by respecting the moment. Be part of the universe, not the center of it. Suck on a popsicle, but don't wave it around people's faces when they too are trying to enjoy their travel experience. Stay focused on what's all around you and stay awake. You've been listening to Thought Bank.